Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified City Prime Evil on FX. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking Season 1, Episode 1, City Prime Evil, and Season 1, Episode 2, The Oklahoma Wild Man. Uh, season 1 might be a misnomer. I think this is a limited series. But you never know. You never know. Uh, so, Aaron, first two episodes of this show, how are you feeling about it so far? I really like it. Um, I think that they did a smart job casting Boyd Holbrook as this Clement Manziel guy because oh, he's bringing yeah. a lot of that kind of like su- the the Southern fried. I mean, I guess he's from Detroit, but he's clearly from the rural parts of Michigan. He's the um, Oklahoma wild man. And he's Oklahoma he's, wild man. Yeah. So you've got that kind of like draw. I mean, it's uh, I don't think he's exactly a Boyd Crowder, but he's right. in that. He's in that category of antagonist, and he really pushes Raylan's buttons. Um, I think it's interesting to see an older, little more cautious Raylan. Um, at least for the first, for, for most of the episodes, he's kind of like running the gear, da- you know, and he's got his daughter there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we also saw a flash of the old Raylan. The it, I, I think it's interesting that they did two of these episodes at once because I think mm-hmm. that if they did the first one, there'd be a lot of people complaining about like why isn't Raylan doing cool shit or whatever. But like, yeah, you get this this that he's it's been a struggle to keep kind of keep that stuff uh, locked away. I like the supporting cast. Um, you know, I thought that um, God, who was the uh, Victor Williams? I guess is the guy that plays Wendell Robinson. Hmm. Okay, his, his um, partner in this case. I like, you know, I, I like him a lot. I like the, I guess it's Marin Ireland that plays the Mo, Mo Downey, the other uh, uh, agent that's investigating. Um, I, I, I find, yeah, like I said, I, the, the two antagonists, the Clem and Sandy, I find very appealing, even though clearly this Clem guy is a really bad dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm very intrigued with what's going on between Sweetie and Carolyn. You know, like mm-hmm. what, how, the, what, they're they're effortlessly building this like the same kind of steeped history that they have in this one particular part of Detroit that I think that they did with Harlan. And that was one of my big questions: is what would this feel like? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few criticisms that we'll probably get into, but I overall like this feels like I'm watching Justified again, and it feels like having an old friend stop by. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree. I'm very much enjoying it in that justified mode that I did uh, the original series, and it, uh, in large part, I think comes down to obviously Timothy Oliphant as Raylan and Boyd Holbrook as Clement. I, I think you need somebody who can measure up to Walton Goggins as Boyd Crowder in the original series, and I thought that was a, a very high bar to clear. I still think it's a high bar to clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boyd Holbrook is doing it, man. I I I am instantly drawn to and yet repulsed by Clement Manziel. And I that is what this show needs. If it needs anything, it needs Raylan Givens to be, you know, the badass, uh, cool, calm, collected, and also <laughs> very feisty at times guy. And then it needs a great villain opposite him. And I think they nailed that. Yeah, you put a, a dry villain with not enough sauce against Raylan, and it just does it just doesn't work. And yeah. I think I think they really got something here. This is this is mm-hmm. working because because like I said, like um, Boyd is one of the villains that like you. He's a terrible guy, 
but you're always kind of rooting for him to be better because you could see a version of mm-hmm. him where he could be a guy like Raylan that could do good in the world, um, but he just could never get out of his own way, could never escape the kind of Harlan, his family. Mm-hmm. And like you feel the kind of same way about this guy. Is like he seems like he's so much fun right up until he's not. Mm-hmm. And you see why Sandy likes him, see like Sweet, but you also see why they're terrified of him too. And he gets you to do things you don't want to do, right? I mean, Sandy's being manipulated by him just like a Boyd would manipulate everyone around him. Remarkably well-realized villain in one episode. Like yeah. you, like from the introduction of him stealing the car, carjacking the the deer hunter's car to the insane shit that goes down with the judge, which that's another one. Like I was really mm-hmm. kind of settling into judge guy here. I'm like, oh, there's another, like a judge, yeah, judge Reardon David, guy. Man. And Keith David is having maximum Ugh. fun doing it. I'm like, this is exactly the kind of colorful character you need and things like Justified. Of course, mm-hmm. he doesn't make it through the two episodes, but it's yeah, they haven't lost a touch. They and then again, yeah. it's 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 it makes a lot of sense because this is an Elmore Leonard novel, and these people feel like recognizably Elmore Leonard characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are fully realized. They are going to feel inhabited, and that's that's great. I'm with you. So, so far, so good. I am really enjoying the show. Uh, I think we should just get into talking about it because I do have a lot of stuff to say about these episodes and there's a lot of stuff to cover. One other thing I want to throw out there before we do Uh is like, I just said this is based on a book, Justified City Primeval. I'm sure a lot of people have read it. Uh, We are a show first podcast. We're not going to talk about book spoilers. So if people do have speculation or stuff, inform, because I know this isn't a Raylan Gibbons novel. This is a novel that had a protagonectomy where they just deleted the hero and inserted <laughs> transplanted Rayland in into the, the the chest cavity of the novel, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you can probably you know there's there's a certain amount of mysteries and stuff this is setting up that you probably know enough to solve. So like let's let's let us uh, ignorant non book readers sleuth that out if you do have that city primeval knowledge, I'd appreciate it. Sure. There ain't nothing in life that ever comes for free. That's why we have an ad break. Here's what's new and premium content for our club members. No lunch this week, as I'll be traveling on vacation, but get ready for next week when we have the rare, elusive, dare I say premium lunch with Talitha and Aaron. And while you're waiting for the return of the king, don't forget May is the time to switch your Patreon tiers to make sure you maintain your full benefits by June. Stop by support.ballmove.com to check your Patreon levels to see the new benefits and decide which one is right for you. And finally, tickets are now on sale for Badass Fest 6. Come meet us live and in person, watch a mystery badass film with us, and then hear us record the podcast right there in front of you in a theater packed with Bald Move fans. Get your details and your tickets at baldmove.com live. If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com right now to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus ad-free feeds. We try to make it super easy to support making podcasts at Bald Move. Just join the club. But some people aren't a joining type, or maybe they're already in the club but want to add a little bit of gratuity for an especially great season of coverage, or for podcasts that really spoke to them or gave them that bit of support in a tough time. 
For these, and for whatever other reason you might have, our tip jar is always open. Head over to support.baldmove.com and click the donate option to say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. Once again, check out support.baldmove.com for all the great ways to help me and Jim keep making the podcast you love. Home is wherever the podcast takes me. Welcome back to the Justified Podcast. All right, we start off the show with uh, Raylan in the Everglades, and he's with his daughter. They're driving apparently to camp. It seems like it's... uh, a little bit of punishment for his daughter because they talk about how she broke a girl's nose. That might be why she's going to camp here. Um, and then they run off the road by a truck and the two guys in it try to jack Raylan, but you know, that's a bad idea. <laughs> they Good don't luck. know what they've stepped in here. And and I find that's true of like a lot of stuff that happens in these two episodes and in justified as a whole is people get in over their heads unknowingly. These two mm-hmm. guys did it. I think Clement, We'll do it later, right? Like he kills this judge, not really knowing who the hell this guy is. He's just—that's what he does. But yeah, we'll we'll get there. It's another Elmore Leonard hallmark. These kind of like mm-hmm. strange crossings of fate. Yeah. Um, you know the, these these independent threads that kind of weave together. Um, mm-hmm. But I I I like that too. Is like that uh, there's the there's uh, some of these people you could tell are not very good at crime. And yep. just watching them like break against the cliffs of Rayland is is always uh, <laughs> is, is always entertaining. All right, my my biggest question is, as far as characters go, is how much am I going to warm up to Rayland's daughter? Because I am not certain about this performance. She's supposed to be fifteen. We find out. Yep. I, she's Rayland's daughter, and I remember at the end of Justified. Raylan being very like soft with his daughter. I I get the impression that Raylan has never said no to this girl. Yes. And she acts like it. She from the voice to the way she does not listen to him to the mannerisms, everything acts like a spoiled child. And and I'm it grates on me a little bit, but we'll see how it how it goes. I I'm definitely warming up to her more as we get to know her more. Um, and see her in more scenes, but boy, this first one was a little tough for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, Vivian Oliphant is Timothy's daughter, and I think she's fine. I think she takes direction well because if she didn't, she'd be probably bad. Because the thing is, is she's green. I was reading an interview with Timothy yeah, Oliphant where he's talking about that, like they didn't really try to push her. In fact, they didn't. They didn't allow her to get into acting until she was an adult so she didn't you know she did like some school productions in high school and she got more into music kind of production and singing um but this is kind of like her first kind of real deal acting and it shows it shows like you're you know this is like uh i don't think she's any worse than like orlando bloom was in lord of the rings (laughs) sure Uh, he's kind of borderline awful in some of those scenes but the kid he's like 18 years old that's like literally the the Uh first first movie roles to be flown around the world and be in the lord of the rings holy shit Mm -hmm. um i think she takes direction well and she does all she does all right but clearly like this like you know when you got a show that had caitlin deaver on it uh as loretta was loretta uh mccready i can't remember her name but like Mm -hmm. this is not that that's that is like next level kid performance and you're just not gonna do that but i think she a lot of people say it's like oh she's so spoiled or oh she doesn't listen i can't believe raylan raised someone so stupid 
she's no, stubborn she's stupid yeah she's not stupid and no. she's acting out and she's rebelling and if you don't think that Raylan did the harlan equivalent to this shit with his dad and mom and aunt you're uh-huh. out of your fucking mind you it, first think and foremost she's Raylan's daughter right and that's like yeah. i'm like if you think Raylan stays where it put with his dad would go off for days on end like you're out of your fucking mind if you think Raylan yeah. is uh you know, going to snap to anytime his dad says you know he's got an opportunity to the the twist his dad's nuts in a bind and annoy him um i yeah i i thought she like as written she plays really well and the people that <laughs> I, I, yep. I feel like the people that are complaining about it are going to have a rude awakening when they get teenagers because it seems like <laughs> it seems uh. like they're under a theory that they can they can just like if you parent a certain way that you can overcome all the genetic legacy and all the bullshit that you brought to the table and your kids are going to be a no you're probably going to deal with miniature versions of you so try to feel like try to take that in psychologically and yeah the other thing is like it's very clear that despite the trajectory he was on at the end of justified that Raylan has been kind of a shitty dad like and I think he's reaping that stuff too because the yeah right doesn't that read like he's just like no that i would call him a shitty dad i would call him she he he maybe gives her too much leash how often do you think he i don't think uh, like how often do you think he sees willa because i don't think he sees her like every week every other week even it's more of like maybe summer vacation uh, like my wife is like my Didn't wife get a is good going. indication of that. I I don't know the way they leave it in the end of the series. He very much wants to be. I know he wants to her. be, but Raylan wants no to be a good husband. That wasn't true. Raylan wants to be a good husband, uh-huh. a good marshal, a good dad. A good the stars just how, never align. How but, often is he able to do those things? Well, well, that's an open question. I think I don't think I'm ready to say that he has not been there for her. Or let me say her life. What did Willa mean when she says, why can't I just stay with you? Because to me, Mm -hmm. this sets up a like I'm staying primarily through my mom. And the only reason I'm seeing you is because my mom's on vacation and I got to go to this girl school for wayward child, you know, beating up girls, youth. Uh, Uh And I feel like that, like that, that like, why can't I stay with you is like, you know, why can't I be a bigger part in your life? And then she get they get rear-ended to d- demonstrate why it'd be a terrible idea for Raylan to have kids. Because that's of a Raylan's yeah, deal. Yeah. He either has to decide that he's going to take the big chair like Art, go mm-hmm. to Glencoe to teach, or be a wild man chasing bad guys the rest of life. And he can't be a good dad, can't be a good husband that way. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought I thought it was pretty obvious they're telling a story of Raylan not living up to the promises that he was making to people at the end of the final season. And I think that mm. that's not what I wanted for Rayland. But it tracks and it also makes a lot of sense of why his daughter is seen as like a spoiled brat or why he feels like he can't say no, even though she's pushing him always, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like like ordering, you know, all the food in the hotel just to kind of like get a rise out of him, you know, putting, you know, not not doing the court decorum like she knows it's not right to laugh in a fucking federal court, but she does it anyway, because that's what yeah. Raylan would do when he was a kid and his dad told him something was really important to be respectful of. So maybe i missed something but i yeah i'm not prepared to say that he has not been in her life in a significant way uh i'm not saying and, he's a and, dead beat well, i think this, he's this paying child support be... and and seeing her at holidays and birthdays and so but i don't think he lives like they're not co-parenting anywhere near 50 50 okay I'll, I'll respect that's your headcanon uh i i might have missed something because i was only able to watch these episodes once because boy they just kind of dropped two episodes 
seemingly out of nowhere. I never heard that this was going to be a two episode premiere, so I did not have time to watch four hours of television. But it's not one of those things where like we're hip deep in the middle of Foundation Star Trek and like exactly. Yeah, there's a we, lot we, on our plates, we were, and so we were I ambushed. apologize if I missed something. But yeah. I was only able to watch these episodes one time, and taking notes during that might have distracted me. Okay. Um, well, I got the like I said, I got the the traditional uh, multiple watches in, and that's the that's the. And, and maybe you said the word headcanon because, like, again, they haven't come out and said, you no, know, exactly no. what the parenting range. But these are just things I've inferred and also, like, why Raylan and her have such an antagonistic, not an openly antagonistic, but an antagonistic parent, uh, a parent to child relationship. To me, it just felt like Raylan's trying to parent Raylan. And that's not a great recipe, right? <laughs> like, right. she, no matter how much time he spends with her, no matter how good of a father he is and present she might just be a little Raylan which is impossible to but the thing is it's like I don't think there's a way to effectively parent a child when they're 15 and you say we're going to go on a road trip after you've had this like you know uh, after I failed to get you to the camp that you're supposed to go to as your last resort and oh by the Mm -hmm. way I'm going to get caught into the police shit that I always do and you're going to be stuck here at a hotel in a strange city like yeah there's an implication there this is not I I guess you could extrapolate and say maybe this is not the first time that's happened in 15 years, right? Or in 10 yeah. years or, or the, the fact it's that it's happening at all just sucks for, like, that 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, imagine how sad this series would be if, for like, let's say this case takes two weeks. Mm-hmm. This, she just sits in a hotel room for two weeks and just stays there never goes anywhere. <laughs> like, I would yeah, be worried about the child in the other happen. direction. So, again, she's Raylan fucking Given's daughter. The fact that she's not going to do what she's told and stay put yeah. is, I think, a given. Ha-ha! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, I, I saw a lot of people hating, hating, hating Willa and the the performance. And uh, I, I like I said, it's she's great. It grew on me. I don't think she's bad. Uh, and I think a lot of the kind of awkward teenage stuff works with like a slightly awkward performance. Well, and a, a lot of this uh kind of annoying spoiled kid stuff is front loaded here and then as we see her in subsequent scenes we see that Mm. she's not just an annoying spoiled kid she's also very street smart she's also like very capable in her own right um but i think we're gonna see more of that coming up true but i also think we're probably fooling ourselves if we think that seeing her dad beat the piss out of a felon Mm -hmm. is going to scare her to some kind of obedient submissive pliable version of herself because oh, yeah. again that's not that's not that's that's, that's not who she is um and i will a, say the other thing is yeah. like i think because she's timothy elephant's uh daughter i think she plays like a really good mix between uh Raylan and winona like mm-hmm. i feel like that is a plausible human being that would have popped out of these two yeah i could see it good cast yeah good casting <laughs> yeah. As, as what she daughter. got from her mother is she seems to like bad boys. Uh, she there, there's a look on her face when they're when she's looking at these dudes who are jacking their car or whatever they're trying to do to Raylan that makes me think she's kind of into this. She's like oh, really? more intrigued than scared. Yeah, yeah. I thought, but I, I don't think it was into the bat. Is more of like being excited to see your dad in action. Well, the, the, I guess the reason the I read stories. it as the bad boy stuff is because later she's taken in by Clement, who's just like chatting her up, and clearly he does not look like 
a dude who's all straight think she's right like but is she into it or is like because like if she thinks that he is a marshal buddy of his dad telling a bunch of old marshal and i think that's attractive mm-hmm. to her that like yeah, she wants to know be. more about her dad and but i didn't get to like oh god i just love fucking danger um i don't with her walking through all the fucking abandoned warehouses and going down the streets scamming scammers like i i don't know there's a darker element to her i think that we that's railing shit though that we see that's, that's railing oh, yeah. shit for sure and then right. she's unsupervised. Anyway, we, she's she's unattended minor. What the fuck is she? She's going to get into trouble. That's why you attend them. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, we go 37 miles outside of Detroit, and a guy pulls up to a gas pump, steals a car, and he drives to the city singing White Stripes. Uh, this is Clement. We'll come to know later, but good introduction for him. This will not be the last car that he steals by a long shot. He loves to steal cars. I think that's his thing. He loves cars. Loves stealing. <laughs> two great flavors that go great together yeah, it's interesting because he's very entitled like he's you know and you find out more about why this is but this guy feels like he just can't be caught mm-hmm. he'll never be brought like he is a guy who is a young fairly powerful person who just gets away with shit and has never been brought to account so like mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of the story of him getting maybe a little lazy and brazen like this mm-hmm. this is obviously unless i don't know maybe uh maybe uh Maybe Raylan gets shot and killed, and the wild man makes it off into Oklahoma all right. But I'm mm-hmm. guessing he's about to meet his Waterloo. Probably. But, and but but you can see how like kind of like sloppy and impulsive that he's getting, and because he just mm-hmm. feels like, yeah, he's he's untouchable. Yeah, and that's a dangerous combination, right? Yeah. Uh then we go to Detroit, Michigan, where Keith David, Judge Guy, as we'll find out. Uh, tries to start his new electric car and it blows up in his driveway. I I think which is just a feature of electric cars, right? Are we sure this <laughs> yeah. was a hit attempt? He didn't pay his thousand uh, dollar non exploding <laughs> mm-hmm. lease uh, with Cadillac. Yeah, yeah. That's where they I get kid. you. I love electric cars. Uh, in the future. So apparently he's a judge in the Third Circuit Judicial Court and. He goes in for a case where he refuses to be scared off by racists with bombs, as he says. And Raylan's called to the stand over this arrest that he made in Florida. And it turns out that the offenders had warrants in Michigan, so that's where they're being tried. And they ask if he drove them straight to the courthouse. Uh, he didn't. And the defense kind of zeroes in on that inappropriate behavior. And he and his daughter both display this more inappropriate behavior in the courtroom, so the judge has... The Florida charges dropped on these guys and sends Raylan and his daughter off with the bailiff to be arrested. And that's like, uh, this scene is my rebuttal to anyone that's like really hating Willa. Because like, there's not a damn thing you can say about Willa that you couldn't say about Raylan in this scene. He's being stupid. He should Mm -hmm. know better and he's doing it anyway. And it's not that he's dumb. Hmm. It's just he just can't abide. He can't sit back and listen to this judge say a bunch of stupid shit and, you know, call him a racist and and uh he's he's gonna he's gonna say something about it and like yeah mm-hmm. like again like yeah he's she's Raylan's <laughs> the judge, daughter the judge asks are you gonna shut your mouth or am i gonna have to and we know the answer to that mm-hmm. before Raylan mm-hmm. even turns to him right and even like what he said about like do you i wonder if uh the question on your mind is are you surprised that someone made an attempt on your life or doesn't happen more often that is not hard to interpret as a threat that's some shit that you say to like some shit kicker in harlan county not to Mm -hmm. a federal fucking judge in his courtroom in his own courtroom Uh uh-huh 
And they do, they, man, Keith David does so much great characterization. Like, I love the way he cuts off his own bailiff. Like, his bailiff is in the All Rise, mm-hmm. Honorable Blah, and he's uh, and he just gavels in the middle. Damn. He's like, oh, yup. Uh, <laughs> I really like the montage of Detroit that they open the sequence with, where, like, you have the industrial center, and then you go to see, you start to see stuff decay, and then go to houses, and, like, burnt out houses, and then you go to, like, slightly nicer areas, and then you get to the stone mansion, and you find, you end up on keith david's like fucking castle with like mm-hmm. and i get that federal judges do all right but they're definitely starting to tell the story of this guy doing a little better than he should be doing yeah for sure that is an old stone mansion uh that's a that's 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 a that's an expensive house for for a civil servant to be maintaining mm-hmm. i forgot to mention it was a cadillac that blew up in his driveway that'll be semi-important later <laughs> shitty cgi on that by the way that was some fake ass oh, yeah 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 that that's some uh that's 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 some rough rough explode because obviously they're not blowing up a cadillac for the show but uh yeah yeah the burnt out cadillac is really really uh like cg you know to- circuit toy story one era wow modeling yeah it's bad, right. it's, it's bad uh, so Raylan and his daughter bounce from their cell by the chief of police in Detroit and Raylan is introduced to Wendell Robinson his new partner on a task force to figure out who tried to kill Judge Keith David uh, Judge Guy Raylan objects uh, he doesn't want to do this but it's no use and they're thinking ah you crack the case in 24 hours and go home no problem this detective Robinson first name Wendell I really mm-hmm. like him is this a wire reference because I got such bunk, yeah, yeah, me vibes too. off this guy, and he's played by Wendell Pierce. Uh huh. And there we have Wendell. R- I, I felt like there was more than a little nod to this character, to, to to Bunk's character from The Wire in this guy's performance. Could be, could be. But yeah, I like him too. Uh, not not for any real reason yet. I have we haven't seen him do much of anything. No, but, but he's he's giving those Tim Rachel vibes where like he's he sees Raylan he does not like Raylan but he also sees the bullshit uh-huh. like he, he smells it a long way off and you know is like not going to take him too seriously mm-hmm. uh, then we go over to the car thief Clement he goes to the casino he meets with the waitress Sandy convinces her to leave her job early to go bang and they do it in the suite of some high roller Albanian named Del Weems. Um, so Del Weems is a so she's got a bunch of scams she's running on dudes. Del Weems is a crypto Bitcoin millionaire. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, the Skinder guy, is the Albanian hot dog. He's the magnate. Albanian. Okay, I thought so the Albanian he, like, and the hot while, dog. While Del is on a is, is is on business in Europe, she's staying mm-hmm. at his house and she's working on the next mark. Yeah. Right, they, and, they talk about the robbery that they plan to steal money from Skinder, this hot dog guy. Who I guess and they is the cast Albanian. this uh, Adelaide Clemens as Sandy Stanton. She's every bit the equal of Boyd Holbrook, where this girl could get away with so much because she's so fucking appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got this casino job where she's you know casing high rollers all the time and just just, just and then just rolling them high. Uh, I don't know. They're they're a lot of fun to watch, and I felt very sorry for her because she seems like you know. Um, Mo says about the uh, the judge's assistant that gets killed later that you know she's a good kid, made a few bad mistakes. I feel like, yeah, her meeting 
uh, Clem was like the worst thing to ever happen to her. Yeah, it's pretty clear that she's being manipulated by him left and right, and but, but she's extremely, extremely likable despite doing mm-hmm. you know catting around doing shitty stuff the whole episode. Uh, I really love Clement kind of lamenting the death of the low tech robbery. I guess like he talks about how he mugged a guy the other day. And the guy had no cash asked if he could Venmo him the money. <laughs> it's like, yeah, people just don't carry cash anymore. How are That's you going to That's what my ass would do. It's like, I'll give you point. credit cards, but they'll be canceled within 30 minutes if you let me go. And I could Venmo you, I guess. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, I mean, aside from like taking someone to the ATM and saying, withdraw your shit, what are you going to do? But then you got to stick around the, the scene too long. There's something really thematic about, you know, the fact that he is just delusional about his success of like this guy butt naked staring at the Florida seal was Florida seal, Florida ceiling windows of a flat that he doesn't own Mm -hmm. and proclaiming himself king. You know, yeah. like I'm the king of the fuck, but like you are you, none of these accomplishments are yours. And if it no, wasn't for Sandy, it's an open glory. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like it just shows like uh, his his state of delusion at this part of the episode that he thinks that he is on the cusp of something big. And he is. Yeah. But his whole lifestyle is dying. Right. Is is the juxtaposition there. Right. Right. Yeah. It's getting it's harder and harder to, to score the way that he used to. Mm hmm. And then we go over to Armada, Michigan, which is oh, wait. very we, we, this is This is where we get hit with the title card. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that we don't get a proper credit sequence in the new Justified. I don't know if we had to do okay. the gangster grass. Uh, like I do something like I, I, I always loved the Justified credits. I always particularly loved that song. And mm-hmm. me too. Yeah, it's kind of it was kind of like, yeah, we're just getting a five second little ditty. With the the gritty logo now, huh? It's the way things are going, man. So looking forward uh, to I feel like the, Star Trek and Foundation are the holdouts right now. Yeah, I honestly, like, I feel like all they had to do is have Raylan walk the same path that Willow walks in Episode Two, and there's your credit sequence. He's a gangster grass back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Could. Uh. So yeah, we're over in Armada, Michigan. It's very rural out there. The cops are surveilling this house that they got as a tip from the Wolverine militia apparently some real douchebag of a cop seems like he's trying to show off in front of Raylan this is how we do it in Detroit uh, so they move on the house find a bunch of bomb making shit Raylan finds a trap door on the floor leading to a tunnel and we'll kind of get to that here in a second um, this guy sucks I, I don't know if he's going to be a recurring Grill. character I assume is that his name yeah. I just called him douche cop because that's what he is. Uh, he seems more concerned with looking tough than doing good work. Uh, mm. And that's demonstrated by them coming up with the fucking ram to the front door about to blast it open. Raylan goes, hold on, leans over and just opens the unlocked door. Yeah, and the guy's like, we'll show you how to get things done in Detroit, but you're not in Detroit. You're in Armada. You know? Sure, sure. I guess that's I never when I thought about like what is Raylan going to look like in Detroit I you you often forget that you can get to Harlan County from any U.S. city by just driving out of it for about an hour Mm -hmm. and you're definitely seeing you know these uh, these Wolverine militiamen these the 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 Clems like you're definitely getting that uh, that that Harlan County feel 
um even this location yeah. like this felt this felt exactly like him busting some you know meth house in, in harlan right yeah for sure right down to the tunnel they find and he's just like things that occur to you when you grow up in a mining town such a funny such a funny nice. reading and they also yeah. just have this brill it's like because Mar- uh, Raylan's clearly in charge it's the whole reason he's here and the cops come up say who's in charge and brill they both say i am and then Raylan, mm-hmm. who hates being in charge is like sure buddy yeah you're in charge mm-hmm. uh but yeah they're showing things how you get things done in detroit and you know you can uh, when you're in the country you can do things a little bit differently but this guy this guy's just just too much yeah real piece of shit uh, Did we so get the to cops, the dog scene? The the fucking we're about to, uh, yeah. Okay. Cops go into the tunnel. Uh, two guys see him coming and make a run for it on their dirt bikes. One of the bikes breaks down, and the cops catch that guy. The other one gets away. Um, and the one that they do catch says it's personal with the attempted murder of the judge. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Uh, how you feel about police dogs? Uh, I don't like them. They're look. I they're kind of non-lethal. I mean, they are non-lethal, but they're very painful and intentionally so. I mean, the, the especially the way this guy uses them. The only reason he sticks this dog on him is to cause this guy pain. No, They've they feel like the guy. they feel like terror weapons, and I don't yeah. understand why. Because like, if they're not if they're not uh, chewing on some dude's leg that may or may not deserve it, but I don't know if you know the whole point is to let people make those decisions in the field but also like when they're just sniffing they're violating their rights and doing but so i i i might uh th- th- as soon as i saw this guy so excited like to mm. get this dog up this guy that they've treed who you know like what the hell is he going to do he's up a tree yeah like no you caught him already he's right. all but in so you're, cuffs. You're, you're torturing information out of him like this guy brags about it. like this guy's just a shit cop uh-huh. and god i hope I hope he reaps some kind of consequence yeah. for the, the 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 all the shit that he's sowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the defense attorney that we saw earlier when Raylan was in the courtroom, named uh, Carolyn, goes to a bar where she meets Wilder. with yeah Carolyn Wilder. She goes to a bar where she meets with uh, Jamal, which I get is like a former partner slash. Maybe romantic interest. It's. I think it's I'm explicitly her ex-husband, because she's oh, paying him it? alimony. Yeah, pay him. Oh, she paying right. her him alimony. alimony. Yeah. Um. He talks about what he lost, seemingly for committing fraud, and he tries to get money out of her by threatening her with what they might find out about her if the creditors start digging around into his finances. Um. And then he leaves, and Marcus, the the bartender, who we're gonna call Sweetie from now on. Uh, gives her some money in payment for helping Tyrone, which was the kid who got arrested in Florida for trying to jack Raylan's car. Um, and then they get a call. Yeah, and uh, their relationship here is like she, he's apparently watched over her for a lifetime, so she's been he's been some kind of guardian that she feels like she owes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like some of the these are the entanglements to pay attention to. Um, yeah, they're starting to paint a picture of who this person is. She's a defense attorney. She cares about her clients, but she's also wrapped up in some shit that she might like, rather not be. So my so here's the I think is the backstory, which we'll see mm-hmm. if I'm right or not. But it feels like her and her husband were both very community involved, kind of crusading, pub, you know, uh, defender uh, uh, lawyers. 
given back to the community and somehow he defrauded the community at large uh probably stealing from some kind of um you know not-for-profit they set up or some kind of charity and from Mm -hmm. her particularly and has so encumbered her that she's had to do some dirty shit to kind of keep one step ahead of the the creditor or maybe maybe to do the good that that they got in bed with the, the wrong people but somehow this has got to connect yeah. to the corruption of Judge Guy at some point. I was going to say maybe there were some payments made to Judge Guy uh, on some important cases. It's like Judge Guy is the guy keeping track of it. Like he's got a fucking ledger mm-hmm. going. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's but, taking but, yeah, a lot but, of payments. But I, I think that, uh, and I, I wonder like what point part her ex-husband will play because it seems like they're positioning him like um, Winona's ex-husband, the real estate agent who like this like you know couldn't we leave successful but couldn't leave well enough alone and got some financing from shady places and just continually entangled her and embroiled her in more and more shit because now he's essentially shaking her down you know like if you don't help me out with my debts then they're going to start poking around her finances and yeah when he's wearing gucci shoes right right but i feel like this guy's going to be on his debt yeah, I feel like this guy's going to have uh, Clem's gun held to his temple by episode six or so, and it's going to cause a giant shitstorm, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. we got to get out of this time alive. We'll be right back. Since the dawn of time, we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people, our group, our tribe. And why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed, we still have respect for the old ways. At support.baldmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked. And they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe. Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. Commission podcasts are an awesome feature here at Bald Move that allows you, the individual listener, to decide what we talk about for a single podcast. The community loves it because it often leads to fun fan favorite films and TV shows that we've overlooked getting the coverage they deserve. And we love it because we're constantly exposed to great stuff that's not even on our radar. The way it works is simple. You go to support.baldmove.com and you click on commissions. Then you pay the flat rate for the commission and tell us what two-ish hours of content you'd like us to make podcasts on. Then we'll contact you for details, advanced feedback, and any dedications you'd like to make. Then we watch the thing, discuss the thing, turn it into a podcast, and pump it right into your ears. We get consistently great feedback on how much our commissioners love their podcast, and they make great gifts for the dedicated Bald Move fan in your life. And who knows, that dedicated fan could even be you. Treat yourself. Check out support.baldmove.com for more info. Ooh, just poured me a fresh shot of bourbon. We're back with more Justified. Uh, Then Raylan asked Judge Guy a couple questions about his case, apparently... He was fucking the mother of one of the defendants, and they're concerned about it, but they want information on her mostly. 
was I gonna do? So she was eyeing me like Wagyu beef. <laughs> right. And I and I and it's like I looked I, 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 gave, <laughs> I gave her son the Mac, she still wanted a piece. Yeah. And like and I'm like, you know what? Fair point. I'm like I'm but a man. Like what do you yeah. want? You're the uh, you know, the the jury? Uh, addressing a jury, uh, I I did my job as a civil student. I didn't let my heart be influenced, but the ass mm-hmm. was fat, and <laughs> I had to tap. Like I, I like, yeah, I can re- I can respect that. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. I respect a, a guy openly openly being a horn dog, uh, but I do think that there probably is. You know, we might not find anything wrong with it, but I bet the uh, Michigan State Bar might say something about. The the it, it's seeming impropriety that you could accuse a person of there P- potentially. I mean, he did he did wait until the case was over and done with, and he did give know? that boy the max. Yeah, you can't say he went easy on the kid. You can't say he went or easy no. on the mom either. <laughs> <laughs> but as she said, she enjoyed every second because Pete she David did. that fucking smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. then. Then when yep. they start asking him questions about his dirty business, that's when he pulls out this leather-bound ledger mm-hmm. that we can't... It's, it's got initials, phone numbers at the top of each page, initials, dates, and transaction amounts. And I don't know whether these are bribes, this is a book, you know, like it seems like a lame if this is a gambling thing he's running, but they keep on yeah. involving the casino, so maybe. But it feels more it's like possible. probably bribes and kickbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm curious if there's any connection between any of the other characters we've seen so far. Because like the one thing they're doing that worked really well in Harlan that I'm not sure works nearly as well in Detroit is making it feel like a very small town where everybody knows each other. Like they they have a couple of times where like Raylan will show up in the same place restaurant or whatever as Carolyn, just kind of out of the blue, and that's like. There's so many restaurants in Detroit. It's a question of whether that would happen. And then the judge shows up at the casino at Sandy's casino where there just happens to be this investigation. It seems like a little small world to me, but that might be a thing they're doing because everybody is connected. But I also think they're hinting that this is all taking place in one particular neighborhood or like district of Detroit, which I don't think they're, I agree. They're not communicating that very well, but like, I think you're supposed to understand that there is, uh, and all these people have like some kind of personal connection too. like the like no one's more than one degree of separation. Like the judge knows uh, Sandy because of uh, uh, Carolyn Wilder. Like there's the one. Mm-hmm. Con- so like the fact that they're all kind of in an orbit doesn't stretch my. There's, there's just not there's no neighborhood you could pin this to with the different with the, with the class distinctions between these people, the the True. social distance between all of them. Like you've got lawyers and criminals and casino uh, waitresses and just like but such would it disparate shock you? stratas of society that I don't think they would all show up in the same places. At but the same would time. it shock you to find out that like Keith, the, the judge guy, ran around a sweetie back in their youth and they like grew up in the same neighborhood? Th- th- and, like, this is but, what but I mean. Judge I, I guy, wonder if this is th- set th- up. They'll they'll yeah. they'll keep yeah like they'll keep on weaving those connections together because that's I uh-huh. I think there is a few things that kind of bothered me and yeah you know, some 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 lawman leaps that Raylan made that I'm like I'm not sure exactly how they got to here from there but I think that as okay. the show goes on those things will kind of smooth out because one of the joys of uh-huh. watching the original Justified is like that we as the audience knew things 
but Raylan didn't know things like the cops didn't know things and like sometimes the cops didn't know things the bad guys didn't know about and like there was mm-hmm. this all this confusion this game of telephone being played and as the audience member you see both sides and you're like oh so like yeah. yeah some of this I think is just justified being justified yeah no I'm gonna give it some time and see if they connect some dots that look like they might be there to connect but I'm not sure all right Clement goes to Marcus's bar to Sweeties where um He's getting Sandy some weed. He's palling around with his old friend. I guess they're, they're music buddies. And he goes in the bathroom, pulls a gun out of the drop ceiling, and then they leave. And in the car, he shows Sandy the gun and says they might need it when they rob the Albanian. So I thought there's an interesting mystery here where like Clem is obsessed with tapes. He's talking about d- demos and whatever. And Sandy mentioned kind of petulantly, like he never lets me listen to them. I wonder if these tapes that he calls his demos, if he actually has a vast collection of like some kind of recorded officials taking bribes because in that flashback scene, mm. when he, he tells sweetie, it's like, you don't want me sitting in jail too long. Cause who knows what I'll start talking about. I don't know how, mm-hmm. cause nothing about this guy's character would make me think that he would have these kind of high profile connections, but maybe right. he got lucky, but there's something about his shtick of listening to tapes and like people like what are on the tapes and no that that's that's I, I think these are some check off there's some check off tapery going could on be. here. Could be. I mean the specific in- instance that you mentioned is easily covered over by saying, Well, they showed us the flashback at the beginning of next episode, I think, where they committed a crime together, him and Sweetie. Mm-hmm. So he could talk about that pretty obviously. But I that's you not might be the... right, there might be something more to it. Yeah, I definitely like, you know, why would a high profile lawyer swing into action? Yeah. Because like, and how does Sweetie, I guess Sweetie has well, a she favorite wants to protect Sweetie, yes. right? Like I, right. Yeah. Carolyn and, and Sweetie have a relationship, so she might take him as a client. Yeah. If, if I misinterpret that and he's just talking, he's just threatening Sweetie, but I thought he was threatening larger powers. He might and be. And that was understood. But yeah, you're right. It's a, it's, it's a plain reading is I'm just threatening. Like, unless you want to go down for this too. Uh huh. This quadruple homicide, then. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the guy who bombed the judge's car goes to his mother's for dinner. Is this the other guy that was in the tunnel? This this is the guy that made that actually escaped. Okay, I wasn't beard. certain I, of that. I didn't yeah, go I back the, and look at him. I got the big beard shit heel and the little bird shit, the little bearded shit heel. <laughs> okay. That's the one that got fed to the dogs. This is the big bearded shit heel, and he's visiting his mom. The, yeah, the judge's. And, and, uh-huh. The judge's uh, the 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 woman that wanted a piece of the judge. This this is what the judge was getting down. Okay, all right, I can see it. I you know <laughs> this is obviously years ago too. Don't for don't forget that. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and you see, it, the, the woman cooks a mean fucking pot roast too. I don't obviously. think that's the I think every it was federal the agent in that house he was interested in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's uh, you know they're both. <laughs> No, no, okay. No, all right. Let's just keep moving on. Uh, yeah, so he... It becomes apparent that his mother has arranged for the cops to grab him here. And when they show up, he takes his mom hostage and goes down to the basement with her. Raylan manages to talk this guy out of the basement, but douche cop kicks him down the stairs. It's how we do things in Detroit. But why? Is it how you should do things in Detroit? Or is it just how you, as a dickhead, do things in Detroit? Yeah, it's one of those uh, constantly escalations on like, both both sides of the law and against the law, and you know, there's a whole lot of 
mm-hmm. pull out a re- resign to like you know shit that happens in police but like I mean it just I don't know I don't know where this we is the ever... second time though we've we've seen the person all but in cuffs and this guy goes and does something shitty right because they're they're convinced that this guy and I think they're right like this guy tried to blow up a federal judge he seems like he's a real piece of shit um, and he did de- you know he deserves some kind of uh, the punishment from society I guess if you want to see the the whole prison system is purely punitive but yeah you just wish mm-hmm. to like the cops could be professional like all the time you know like what yeah. if, if you could if you're like you know uh, twice as much as they are now like if you could keep that momentum going for five or ten years what what would that do to society uh, some people think probably society would be burning in flames I don't know but but uh, I don't know like I said you can go back and listen to our uh, what was it uh, who owns this city or we own the city from mm-hmm. last year uh, if you want to this isn't that show about how this isn't the show is, talking yeah. about how fucked up things but I think it's interesting because Raylan himself is looking at this guy like we start this episode with Raylan Givens getting on hot water for potentially racially tinged ways to look at his zealous police work. But mm-hmm. even Raylan, who's comfortable with get, um, using violence to contain people who are not, you know, complying and whatnot, is mm-hmm. kind of pale, you know, kind of, kind of paled by what this guy's doing. Just how unnecessary it is. And that's the thing. Those people aren't complying with Raylan, and so he kind of has to resort to this stuff, whereas this guy has compliant criminals ready to be handcuffed, all but holding out their wrists. We get the feeling that Brill would like to shoot this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to prove how tough he is. (laughs) It's funny, though, because we we uh you know we just did our badass rank we're doing our badass podcast and what we're, we're ranking all these badasses about how charismatic they are we just got the timothy oliphant last yesterday we gave him a perfect score a perfect one score on his charisma rating mm-hmm. and like scenes like this are why he's just so good and when he leans into carolyn later and he's like tell me are, are you actually what are you following me like the shit that he gets away with and how beautifully he de-escalates this this thing yeah. And he just gets ruined by this guy kicking the door. Because I, I did get the clear thought that he wanted to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really like what he said about, you know, there's all these agents up here that, uh, especially the ones standing by the toaster oven, very hungry and very irritable. <laughs> Ridiculous. She got, she got the whole spread. The, you, know, the, you know how good this house smells? Mm-hmm. You're oh, right. Oh, my God. Pot roast and fresh baked bread. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it's dinner time. These guys are still working. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Raylan and his daughter have dinner at a restaurant. He suggests a couple routes back to Florida because uh, the case is basically over, right? They caught the guy. Um, she says she wants to go through Harlan, which is interesting. And Carolyn uh, Wilder, the defense attorney, is in the same restaurant negotiating plea deals with the prosecutor. She notices Raylan staring and his daughter orders him a really silly drink so they get up and leave <laughs> the dumbest drink on the menu uh-huh. uh, and that's the oh god because it's funny they're doing kind of a will they won't they between Carolyn and Raylan here and you know she's talking to her hmm. prosecutor friend and they start talking about him in Yellowstone and she's like I'd fuck the shit out of Kevin Coster it's like why and then Will is saying the same thing like hey you need a woman in your life that she seems like nice uh 
I, it's it's it, it'd be an interesting it, it'd be an interesting pairing but also like i feel like she is being arm barred into this bullshit and mm-hmm. there's a little bit of ava crowder to that yeah like this is a basically decent person who's getting fucked over into a life of crime and historically that's something someone that raylan wants to kind of try to wade in and rescue so i could see it yeah he's got a soft spot for those people um and we'll see just you know how in over her, her head she is um how much power she can wield because she Seems is also like a very she's, powerful person she's powerful smart sophisticated but mm-hmm. against criminally deranged that only gets you so far true uh what is it about kevin costner i don't understand it i he's a good looking man that's where it starts starts and stops i'm convinced is he i okay his his powers of seduction are completely lost on me i don't see it i really don't see it what if he came at you with a shitty fake boston accent (laughs) sure what if he came at southern accent what if he came at you with a shitty fake english accent like okay because you know like there's the many sides of kevin coster the many faces Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's only got the one face and it's not that compelling in yeah. my opinion. Uh, anyway, yeah, we we go back to... Jim Jones came for Liv Tyler last week. Kevin Costner this, this week. week. What attractive Hollywood person will will Jim be mystified <laughs> by their appeal next? Tune in next there week. There's still a few. Ball move. I'm not out of them. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so Sandy butters up the hot dog man at the casino and they leave with Clement following uh, in his car he gets stuck behind the judge in the parking garage and they get some road rage shit going on and Clement runs him off the road destroys his Cadillac then shoots him dead uh, and then he searches his body for, I think for cash he finds this notebook instead and he tells the judge's assistant to take him to her boyfriend's house which he I think he thinks that that was her boyfriend that the judge was her boyfriend the judge might have thought that yeah yeah he probably did but boy he just stepped in it huh got in way over his head here had no idea who this was or the scenarios behind it it's just dumb bad luck and poor Sandy, she's with this dude that she's supposed to seduce and he just gets a different mm-hmm. thing to do and just fucks off the rest of the night yeah, and she's just uh, got to go road through with something incident. she'd never planned to, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, there's a couple of interesting things I want to talk about. Number one, you've played blackjack. Uh-huh. Have you ever played a face-down game of blackjack? Uh, not the, for money. Not for the money. The dealer de- dealt these out hands down, and he looks like... I, I feel like the script said blackjack, but the director thought poker. But that made no fucking sense. That, and, and also, like, yeah, like, nothing made that sense. Like, like you'd split on two aces, surely. Yeah, you always You, you wouldn't be dealt them face down. You wouldn't be keeping them from the dealer. What the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's that an interesting call. Um, yeah, I was trying to read I, into his play style because that is a clearly wrong move. You never hit two aces. You would split those every single time. Yeah. I yeah. don't I don't know if they're trying to say something about his level of sophistication when it comes to crime. I mean, everything but else is that He's also distracted watching to. his girlfriend to seduce this other dude, but also I don't think he uh, really cared. So I I I, I, really. I I'm not sure ex- exactly where they're going with that either. 
Um, but I really like the the thing with the judge where like you have this like you, the judge starts off thinking he's in control. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to lure this guy into this you know, downtown where he's going to have all these penalties and I'm going to call. And then you see where he starts getting actually scared. And that's just where Boyd starts. Um, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a real it's a real tragedy. Uh, then we go to uh, Clement, and I I don't know this woman's name. It's the assistant of Judge. I never learned Guy. her name either. Yeah, uh, they're driving back to the judge's house. They stop at a red light, and she makes a run for it. And Clement runs after her and kills her in a park. And I like. I like here this detail. He's making some pretty big assumptions about this black guy, right? Oh, uh, was he into drugs, numbers? You know, he's thinking, oh, he's got he got this guy's number. He has no idea this is a judge, yeah. and that he has just walked into walked through a door he could like he Keith should David not have said, opened. It's been thirty years in this racist ass town and shit like this. You assume uh-huh. black man got money and nice cars into drugs, right? Um, I like that. So that's the thing about Clem is like he was so likable right up until. Honestly, even killing Keith David, like I was like, okay, <laughs> it's you know he, he cut fuck, him there's off. There's some there's some yeah. fuck around finding out, and Keith David clearly like Raylan said, maybe he's a good man, maybe he's not. But yeah, killing mm-hmm. this assistant, and then you find out that she's there because she was trying to cooperate with law enforcement for probably some yeah. bullshit shoplifting, minor drug possession charge or something, and it's like really yep. fucking tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like the, the, the Clem's motivation, this speech he gives about the Barbara Mandel Mandrell's uh, mansion and him living, wanting to live in a big house all his life. And then realizing the more he thought about it, what the fuck is a man going to do with 12 bathrooms, which is kind of how I've always viewed the wealth. Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck would you ever live in a, a mansion with like tennis courts and shit in it? Like, come on. Yeah. But what is he doing this for? Is he like a Joker type that, he doesn't want to own anything. He just likes the thrill of the chase and ripping people off because it seems like his whole thing is like, if I ever got this level of success, I don't know what I would do with it. So why mm-hmm. is he chasing it? Why does he want to be the king? What does being the king mean to him? Is he yeah, some crazy all asshole? Good questions. He might be a crazy asshole. Um, he might be a guy who feels like he never could attain it. So that's not really a possible reality in his mind. So so he he feels like the underdog in his own mind, right? like he's he's the guy who's getting shit on so he's gonna you know go out and hurt people and try and get his wherever he can but he'll never attain the status of the people he's stealing stuff from yeah but I don't know because he steals from everybody as we'll see here in the next episode it's opportunistic yeah just to mm-hmm. just to do just to do it so Raylan's called about the killing of the judge and he goes to the scene and the cops wonder what the hell they missed because they thought they got the guy who wanted to kill the judge. Uh, they find the assistant's body in the park. We find out that she was investigating Judge Guy as a CI. And, of course, this means Raylan is sucked back into the case. He goes back to his hotel where his daughter is sleeping and just kind of sits. Yeah, they didn't miss anything, man. Just wrong place, wrong guy, wrong time. It seems like the last scene is him just, like, finally coming to grips with, like, my plans with my daughter are over. Like, yeah. I'm being called to do the thing that I do and fuck. And I, mm-hmm. I maybe a little bit of like seeing his daughter in the assistant to kind of like, you okay. know, like the why innocent. you would be motivated to do something like this. Um, oh, okay. You know, why you would just like bounce on your daughter. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's the end of episode one. Kind of leave it there. And then we're coming back in episode two in Detroit in 2017. And the whole series takes place in the present day. So this is six years earlier. Uh, Sweetie and Marcus and his buddies are sitting around smoking. Uh, Clement shows up to rob him. And they seem to not have much cash or drugs on him, but Clement thinks there's more. It's revealed that Sweetie's working with him. And then Clement kills everybody else in the room, getting all the drugs and cash in the house. And they take Sweetie's car back to the city where Clement drops him off. This is like the third car he's stolen so far. Two in the first episode with uh, Dell and the gas station thing. And then he just steals yeah. Sweetie's car here, drops him in an alley, and he's gone. What well, doesn't steal Sweetie's car? He tells Sweetie he needs to pick up his car. Like well, he, he I think I think they start murder. to drive away with the car that Clement arrived in, which is almost certainly stolen. Yes. And then he goes, "You drove here, right? You don't want to leave your car." And they drive back in Clement's car, and he, or, or sorry, in a Sweetie's car, and he just drops Sweetie on the side of the road. Wait, but he was in Clement. They were in Clement's car. Uh huh. He but dropped Clement Sweetie left the car off. there because I think it's stolen. What do you mean? Clement drove... Wait, he got into a different car? I'm pretty sure what happens is Clement drives a car out there that is stolen. Yeah, and he goes in the house, kills a bunch of people. And drive away in Sweetie's car. No, I think he drove away in his car. And Sweetie, who also drove there separately because he's going to smoke up with his buddies, has a car there that they don't want to leave at the murder scene. Then why is Sweetie... So they drive away both cars? Yes, you'd have to. Then why is Sweetie dropped off in an alley at the end of the scene? Because I, I, I don't the think they're like who a, away a block. I think they're like a block away from the house at most at this point. Is how what I thought was happening. Huh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't know exactly what's happening there. I just assumed he stole every car he's in. I know. I think you're right. He definitely car. stole his car, but I think that he's like, there's nothing nefarious about. I think the the one thing I think you're supposed to understand is like. The, the the way you feel used when you're with Clint uh-huh. because yep. this guy you know clearly the, the plan was not to execute all these people uh, mm-hmm. but he did it and now it's like, it's like okay maybe we robbed these guys but I didn't want to like fucking murder them and then like he's like uh, he kills his guys because he's greedy but then he tries to explain to guys like oh they wanted me to kill you but I would never kill you because you're this famous uh, base man let's go celebrate and then as they're like, then Clem's like, yeah, but I don't really want to hang out with Sweetie the rest of the night. And he thinks up to like, oh, you got to go get your car. I think you're supposed to understand that like, you, Sweetie's not going to see this guy again until he calls it's him possible. three days later to use him yeah. again. And mm-hmm. so that's what I got because like I'm trying to find the commonalities and how Sandy's feeling versus how, yeah. you know, Sweetie's feeling versus how Carolyn is going to eventually feel about this guy. Yeah, I'm kind of confused as to, like, what the actual plan was here because, like, Sweetie definitely isn't planning on killing these guys, but he is planning on robbing them. Uh, I think the idea here is he and Clement aren't going to be connected at all. It's just going to be, I'm smoking with my buddies, and then, boom, here comes this crazy dude, robs us and all we all blind. got ruined because he took a big old fat roll off of yeah. Sweetie, too, to make it look like... meet up later and get my my share. And then uh, Clem, but he drops his name accidentally. He calls him Sweetie. It's not accidentally. It was on purpose. Like Clem was on purpose. Pi- Clem thought- was pissed that Sweetie tried to put the brakes on the operation and burnt him intentionally so his buddies 
So, so really? That he would, oh, yeah, it was malicious. When he goes like, I yeah, it was showing up. that he was sloppy, but yeah, if, mm, if that's the I, case, then it's showing that he is more vindictive and hot-headed. Yeah, like, I don't want anyone me calling the shots and how, huh. you know. Okay. And it's also put in a position now that's like, he's also telling Sweetie, you just signed these guys, like, maybe feeling, making him feel guilty, because mm-hmm. obviously they got to kill him now. Yeah, otherwise, oh, you robbed us, we're coming to get you, motherfucker. Right, <laughs> like, right, yeah. right. Uh, so three days later, Sweetie, uh, Clement calls up Sweetie and asks if the cops have been asking about him. They haven't, but the cops show up at the motel he's staying in and uh, arrest him. And then Carolyn Wilder is apparently his lawyer. Uh, yeah, we're talking I, about this kind of veiled threat that's, you know, we're not sure exactly how to interpret it about, you know, who knows what I might start saying if I'm spending too much time. They also sh- made sure that we saw that like, there's a guy still breathing. Mm-hmm. And that house, which will come into play later on in the episode, so yeah, um, he's he's a little sloppy there too, right? He doesn't yep. finish the job. Um, I want to know where you find scumbag motels like this. I've been to scumbag motels. I've I've been to a highway side hojo and a a super eight and all kinds of shitty motels. I've yeah, never seen that- one that looks this cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I was thinking of this. This is funny. You said Howard Johnson, uh, in McDonough, Georgia. Holy shit. Okay. Holy shit. I rolled out of place at two o'clock in the morning thinking like, ah, oh, I just got past Georgia. This is the halfway point to get to where I'm going in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, next. Oh, I should have, I should have pulled a couple more exits on because that <laughs> place, that place was, was, uh, was bad. This one looks cool though. I I like the red and the, the the kind of maroon motif here with all the cool wallpaper. Well, so and was it's this got a, a style? Whereas most what motels I was, don't. So was this like um like one of those shitty rundown motels, or is this one of those like romantic um like Sex like motel. the the Sybaris? You remember that in Indianapolis sure. where you could. Yeah. Those things always look like shit on the outside, but on the inside they still look like shit. But they're shit that looks like a cave. They're or, themed I don't shit. Know. Yeah. yeah, they're themed. <laughs> but this feel that felt like it was like yeah, you're right. It's like like a gothic vampire type experience, but with neon animal striped wallpaper and uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't it, know. De- it definitely looked done up. But so it's either like just so tacky and shitty and run down, or it's like one of these weird. Because the thing is, is he was there to celebrate, right? It's three days mm-hmm. later. He's got a piss pot full of money. He's got his girl. Yeah, he's splurging. He's treating her to uh <laughs> to the to sex hotel. I don't know. Jizz field jacuzzi. I don't know. Mm, the jizz jacuzzi. No. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like that. You're listening to the Justified Podcast. We'll be right back. You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club? Whoo boy, you are missing out. Not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad-free, but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club. There's a weekly lunch with Jim and Aaron where we chat with fans about anything and everything from TV and films, food, fun, life advice, and more. But there's also Off the Clock, our premium podcast where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds. Plus, you get access to our full spoiler-filled first-run movie reviews of our newly released films. Don't forget Instant Take and Talk Podcast, where we give our hot takes and discuss television shows with our fans live and immediately after the episode airs. 
With mega shows like House of the Dragon coming this summer, we're going to have lots to talk about. Not to mention access to our fun and friendly community of club members with exclusive Discord channels and a dedicated forum. It's one of the best places on the internet to hang out and chat about pop culture. Bottom line, you're helping two regular type guys in the Midwest make the content you like to listen to, which some would say is rewarding to itself. Help keep the lights on and the bits flowing at Bald Move. And get some awesome content for yourself. Head to support.baldmove.com to join the club today. deputy we're back with the justified podcast all right let's go to the present day let's get out of that grimy three days not later. enough chlorine in the world no yeah. uh raylan gets everything on room service uh the room service menu courtesy of his daughter he leaves willa alone in the hotel with parental orders not to leave the grounds mm-hmm. she turns on the tv and sees the news report about judge guy's killing but this is here, Raylan, like you said, you can't say no to her because this is a dynamic that sometimes shitty parents get trapped into where they feel so bad about the shitty things they're doing mm-hmm. to the kid that like they try to make it up by being super lenient and mm-hmm. not a great combination. Doesn't seem and the like. kid takes advantage of it, does more shitty things. And yeah, yeah it's a cycle. Uh, and, you know, she tries to her credit she spends a lot more time i think in this hotel room than i would have expected yeah i think she she complied for about a day yeah it's good for her <laughs> I, I don't know that seemed like showing a remarkable amount of restraint but mm-hmm. Raylan got swept up in the case uh so sandy shows back up at clement's room uh pissed because she had to spend the night with their mark Clement implies that he knows something about the killing and she says don't tell me anymore I don't want to know and then Raylan and his partner call up to the room to speak with Mr. Weems guy whose room they're staying in and want to talk with him uh, yeah and this is where you get the impression uh, again you know reinforcement that Sandy is just a passenger on the Clement show you know the Clement ride oh yeah He's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. Consequences to her be damned and honestly to himself. Just, yeah, just using her. Um, mm-hmm. How did Rayland and Wendell track this down? Because, like, I got the... Uh, when they were... The, the, when the Detective Brill was shouting about beating down the doors and finding uh, witnesses and all that, I... Since he's such a shit cop, I got the impression that this is a feel like the way Raylan was looking like this is a futile thing. Like we're gonna beat the doors at four o'clock in the morning and people are gonna like come out and give us actual intel. Like, mm-hmm. did someone really get the license plate so they could look this up? Because it's not just an SUV match like that. How there's no fucking way they'd have enough to knock on yeah. this guy's door the next morning. I felt like and this happened in Justified a couple of times before. Where, like, I didn't quite understand the police work that got them to this next step. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I don't know the connection. But it could be I misinterpreted that, and that's like, yeah, they did knock down, and, you know, they were in a nice neighborhood because it was on the way to the judge's house or is on downtown, and maybe people would have taken a note of that, but a little bit, little yeah, bit suspension were. disbelief stretching that they made this connection so fast. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but here we are. So Raylan and Wendell ask Sandy some questions while Clement is in the other room, kind of imagining 
killing them. And they ask if she drove Dell's car last night. She says, no, but it might have been stolen and uh, had an accident where I scraped the left fender. She goes into the room to get the other keys. And that's when Wendell sort of recognizes her name. Um, And then they ask if she's seen Clement Manziel lately. And that's when she invites them to leave. And Raylan gives her his card. This is the worst... Look, I just feel like, yeah, like, if you're going to cooperate the cops, cooperate the cops. If you're going to stonewall them, stonewall. But, like, right. people doing this half-assed, you're not being free. Should you, you tell me what this is? Until, <laughs> then, yeah, like, it's... Yeah. And then what's funny is, like, um, you know, I I was pretty sure that Raylan knew that there was stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But, like, later on when he goes to, to Clem and is like, if you wanted to see my hat, you could just gone out from come out from Weems' bedroom, buddy, this morning. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, they know exactly, but like they also know that they don't have probable cause. They don't have a search warrant. So even if they got, they would just fuck up their case. So they're, he's just content to let them play their games at this point. Mm-hmm. I love the way that Raylan plays his intelligence on his sleeve like that. He mm-hmm. is a very good detective as well. Because, uh, you know, it, it's kind of tipping his hand a little bit to tell a criminal that he knows about their movements, but also it kind of doesn't matter if he tells them because he's just that good, right? Yeah, and but I don't know. I, like I said, Raylan does stupid shit because he's Raylan. Occasionally, but it's cool, yeah. so <laughs> we got to roll with it. Uh, you know something that isn't very cool? Tidy whities And <laughs> yeah. I don't care how many tattoos, how many necklaces, how many Hawaiian shirts you're going to strap onto a guy wearing tidy whities They're just not cool. Not cool, but I regret to inform you that they do not make him look uncool. They're not quite. They're the least enough. cool part of him in any given there scene, though, right? There you like, go. He, imagine if he wasn't wearing tidy whities If he was wearing, I, I don't know, even a thong would look cooler yeah. than tidy whities I don't know. I something sometimes these uh, these uh, incredibly charismatic, good-looking fuckboy types can do things like wear Crocs and tidy whities and, and still still pull because they're just ridiculously attractive and charming. Yeah, no, I don't think it harms his ability to pull, but I don't know. It's not a good look, man. Uh, so after they leave, Clement asks some questions about Raylan. Sandy says he was polite and cute. And then he asks her a favor and hands her his gun. Uh, she says he had dewy skin, which I he moisturizes. Is that what she means? I don't know because, like, look, we've talked a lot about how good looking Timothy Oliphant is. Great hair. Sure, I will say he's got good skin. Sure, do I wouldn't say dewy. I don't know what dewy. I mean, slightly. Dewy's wet. like that, like super young, moist. Mm-hmm. looking skin not a pore to be seen like it's like shiny but not oily um i and mean like, in it, general movie stars have that but not not when you're the Graylin, not when you're timothy's age like he's like, he, sure, I guess like sure. he's an extremely good looking man aging like fine wine but i dewey is that was a reach that they should have gone yeah. back to the thesaurus i think i think there was something dewey there but it was not Raylan. right if you know what i mean Anyway, uh, okay. Oh, the Here, way, here's the, the other the, question. Yeah. At the end of the scene, he says, "When you get back from your trip, you can have your medicine." And I think the medicine he's talking about 
is weed. No, it's his penis. It's 100% his penis. <laughs> that would make a hell of a lot more sense than weed. Because he says, you know, what you really, he goes, oh, you know, because she says, I need to smoke is what you need is Dr. Manziel's special treatment. And then okay. he like grinds up and he, she's, he's, he's like, yo, never fails, never the blah, blah, blah. And then she thinks it's his erection and she reaches back and it says gun. And then he teases her saying like, you can have the, your medicine when you get back. And like, yeah, I think he's just but fucking she also... fucked her silly. She's like, I, I mean, this, yeah. I, it, it's not as happy. You don't see the female version of the simp as often as the male version of simp because of a lot of. Mm-hmm complicated cultural social biological reasons but you do see it occasionally I, i've seen it my like I've, I've seen things happen like where women just cannot fucking say no to these guys and mm-hmm. uh apparently clem's clem's got it the reason i thought it was weed is because earlier she was saying she's almost out of dope and she and needs she's to talking smoke about weed she's so, so they went to out, sweeties yeah. and she wanted to get high they went to sweeties to get the weed why is any of this an issue? Why are they going to Sweetie to get weed? Is it just so Clement can well, see him and taunt him? And because and, this I've, is Michigan, you're right, Michigan, where you can like everything they said about Michigan I, is actually true. It's fully Sweetie, recreational. He he's literally sitting in the bar smoking a joint in front of marshals and cops. I, it's recreational there. It's it's like getting a beer. Dirt cheap. Secretly, Michigan's got the best, best weed, cheapest weed in the whole fucking can. I've smoked it all over the country. That's Michigan's where it's at, baby. But I no, thought he so, had some hold on her based on getting her this weed, but certainly not. No. Right? No, no. Okay. I think it's more of like every time. Every time they stop the sweeties for weed, it's a pretext. Like yeah, he didn't yeah. need to go there, and Sweetie knows that he wanted to get his gun. Uh-huh. Uh, she's not there because she needs weed. She's there she's because there she wants to, to ditch the gun. Yeah. So I think that the joke is that like she could get it anywhere, but I, I also know people that are she in states where it's legal, it and they still get it through the gray market connect because that's crazy. I don't, there's there's a little bit of outlaw to them. They want to save a couple bucks on taxes. Uh, I I don't know why because I think that's it's insane crazy. too, but. <laughs> I mean, there's, I, I imagine there's like I if you could argue that in Ohio, it's cheaper to still buy on the black market because sure. the fucking it's expensive supply here. and taxes are so fucked up, even though we're neighbors with Michigan, mm-hmm. the promised land. I, I, yeah, I don't know. But I, I didn't think that that's the hold that she he has on her, especially okay. since she's got she's smoking a split the very next scene. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, the cops go to the parking garage and find the front bumper of Dell's car smashed on the right side, which is the opposite one, she said. They take paint samples, and Raylan decides to stake out the car while they talk about Clement. Um, he apparently got off a quadruple murder charge on a technicality, and Sandy drives away in Dell's car, and they follow. Did you know? I, I put this in mind. Did you notice? Um, and we're both watching this on Hulu, correct? Some of the yes. commercial cuts are brutal. Dude, there's one when uh, Willa is walking later in this episode under a bridge uh-huh. that I'm like. Was that a commercial or did my shit just break? Like I, I feel like they cut two or three seconds of the closing scene and some of these. It's pretty bad. It's it's really I, I heard that in uh, some discussions, people are talking about that these episodes were particularly just loaded with commercials. Um, yeah, probably. Probably because they had these this double feature and they're padding it out to probably two and a half, three hours. But like, boy, we didn't see any commercials on Hulu, but like the cuts are still there. And mm-hmm. some of them were just like, it's got to be something in the Hulu ingestion system 
because they were just just bloody stumps. They weren't they weren't cuts. They were yeah vicious hacks. Uh, they were the kind of vicious hack that uh, Tuco Salamanca might leave you with. Did you recognize the name of the the prosecutor, or I guess the arresting cop who arrested Clement? He says it's Raymond Cruz. Oh my God, you're right. I actually wrote that down in my notes, and it didn't it it didn't actually. Which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Raymond Cruz is the actor who plays Tuco in Breaking Bad. I was like, wait, surely you could have picked the guy with the grill that screams tight, tight, tight. Uh huh. Uh. Wow. So like, so there's a there's a lot of like they're having fun naming people based on other famous like broadly speaking cops and criminal shows. Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. If I we pay if, attention, there's there'll be more. It'd be hilarious if that was just his name in the book, and yeah, right. Like, they just carried it over. Would be really wow. funny if we actually meet this guy later, and it's actually Raymond Cruz. <laughs> I was hoping because he's old enough that I think he's in his sixties. Like it would be plausible that he would be a retired, you know, like hard charging cop yeah potentially he's born but that's why you have raymond cruz so as raymond cruz like the, what the hell no that's not what they're that's not what they're doing <laughs> I, would love I, I did wonder did. like why would they they, they we are going to meet raymond cruz before the end of this series though correct why would you establish yeah. this character and kind of like build up a semi-mythical status around them if you're not gonna mm. Yeah, he's this guy who just you know he liked to do good cop work couldn't handle how it was going and quit probably off fishing We'll talk to him. Yeah. Um, got, we got another check. We got check offs Ray now. Mm-hmm. Check offs Raymond. <laughs> uh, so Sandy drives to a bridge and Carolyn Wilder uh, with, with the cops following Carolyn Wilder calls Raylan, asks him to meet with him with her ASAP. And then Sandy goes out to the bridge to throw Clement's gun over, but decides not to. And they continue to follow her. Why? Uh, I wonder if this is not an insurance policy. That's what I was her. thinking too. She's Hold on scared. to this gun that she knows has probably killed a lot of people that could match ballistics that has his fingerprints on it. Yeah. Oh, or I was thinking like insurance like, yeah, like fucking put Clem in the ground. But you're right. It's also, I mean, that would burn Clem forever. Yeah. The kind yeah, like that directly that, connect him evidentiary evidentiarily. Yeah, there's it. like nine rounds came out of this gun in that judge's chest. Uh huh. That probably has yeah. his fingerprints all over it. Yeah, that'd be. Hell, it might even connect back to that uh, quadruple mur- murder. Because he like, this takes might that be... gun out of the ceiling. This is his gun that he uses to kill. Right. There might be a lot of bodies on this gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we're lined up on that. And then we go back to Willa, who's in the hotel room. She gets bored and decides to go for a walk. And she's approached by a street vendor selling Rolexes for 40 bucks. She talks him down to seven and continues walking. I mean, this is this is just a Rayland. Her shaking down this guy is totally, you know, Rayland. Mm-hmm. You know, asking about the legalities and just asking questions and getting this guy flustered. And she's walking off with the $7 fo- Folex. But... And they cost him nothing because he stole them, obviously. So... Why not and sell is, one for seven bucks? And she's just doing this to fuck her. I mean, this is just to entertain herself. Like, I don't think uh-huh. she's getting this to present her dad as a gift. I, I thought that, but like, uh, I don't know. Maybe that'll happen. This is the stuff that makes me think she's a little bit of a, uh, she's, she's got a kind of wild bad girl streak to her. Cause the 
the parts of the city she's walking around in are not places I would typically go, like abandoned yeah. warehouses. What mm-hmm. really? That's where you're going under dark bridges and shit. Like hmm. it's cool. It's cool, and it doesn't cost a thing. He goes true. <laughs> you, you go to the upscale parts of the that, that it'll cost money just to be. Just, just to true. hang around, you know. But you can walk around and abandon shit. Plus, it's also felt like this is, this this is the kind of shit that Har- that that Raylan would get up to in Harlan. He'd probably go through abandoned grain silos and uh, coal mines. Dangerous. And, yeah, the places where people aren't around, so you can get you can get up to no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Raylan's daughter. Uh, Sandy goes to Sweetie's bar where she hides the gun in the drop ceiling. Her shoe breaks and her foot gets soaked in the toilet and sweetie wonders what she was up to in the bathroom and when she walks back outside i think the cops notice a broken shoe doesn't really amount to anything here yeah i wonder what the significant that's going to be significant though right like why would you throw yeah it's, it's funny she becomes a literal shit heel uh <laughs> jesus <laughs> But yeah, like why, or is it just kind of like you're supposed to feel sorry for this girl? Because I did like how pathetic she's doing this mm-hmm. thing. She's breaking. She's just shut there. And then this is like legendarily filthy bar. This is right up there yeah. with Patty's. Okay. Charlie. Charlie hasn't mopped this place out for a couple days, and she's putting her foot in that. It just felt like oh my god, the the degradation she's going through for this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll see where that gun shows up next. And you can see Sweetie knows what's up, too. I have a feeling Sweetie is going to, he's going to be the new owner of that gun. And what he does with it, I think, is the big question. I don't think it's going to be there if she goes back for it. Yeah, one of the arcs I'm looking out for is, like, Sweetie and Carolyn and maybe, maybe Sandy getting together independently thinking that Clem's got to go. Mm-hmm. And then either working at cross purposes to do that or throwing in together yeah could be uh but that gun will be a valuable piece true raylan goes to see carolyn wilder clement is also in her office and he talks a lot drops some implied threats on raylan and then carolyn tells him look you either gotta arrest my client or back the hell off and raylan gets a call from willa kind of steps outside to take it but notices Clement being pretty aggressive with Carolyn in the other room. And before he leaves, Raylan goes back in her office and asks if she's good. And she kind of just brushes him off because there's more going on here than we know at the moment. Yeah, Raylan has a bit of a terrible poker face because when, you know, Clem is just trying to like flail around, find something to insult him about the cowboy hat, like Raylan doesn't give a shit because he's not insecure about that. But when he nails him, like, you know, there's only two kinds of cops I know the ones that are passed over for the big chair because they suck, or the ones that love it so much they have to be dragged off. Like, and the mm-hmm. implied threat that actually got to Raylan because that is yeah. that is Raylan. He can't, he's the mm-hmm. latter category for sure. Yeah, he's going to be out there. Uh, and then the idea that, you know, the, those cops aren't dragged off typically while they're still breathing. Right. Yeah, there's definitely implied threat there. Uh, so Willa goes to an abandoned factory. Raylan calls her and tells her to get the hell back to the hotel before he gets there. But first, he's going to go talk to Sandy. And in that factory, Willa finds a Cadillac insignia, which I guess that makes sense, right? 
Sure. I mean, there's a Cadillac got... thing going on here. There's two of them in the show. <laughs> Judge Guy really loves them, and she finds a symbol here. Well, this is a Pontiac. Um, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, they like Arrowhead. Well, never mind. And this is like, we got Chekhov's cassettes, mm-hmm. and Chekhov's gun, literally. Now we got Chekhov's, Chekhov's Pontiac. Cadillac. Arrowhead because this is going to get stabbed into some motherfucker. Yeah. Sometime between now and episode 10. I would I would put a month's pay on that. It's pretty pointy. Yeah, pretty pointy. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty pointy. All right, Raylan and Wendell go to Sandy's casino to ask her some questions. Uh, it's not her casino, it's where she works. Raylan tells her some details about the killing. She probably didn't know, planting some seeds of worry in her mind, I think. And then they leave. And Sandy calls Clem, Raylan, Wendell head to Sweeties. Yeah, I like that scene where, you know, he's trying, he's trying to do what he always tries to do, try to level people about, like, you might think this person's this, but they're actually this. I think she knows mm-hmm. more. Like, this is stuff she's realizing herself. Um, but that line where it's like, I got to get the, I smoke marijuana for stress. He's like, well, you better get your hands on some really good shit to rate thing, the way things are going. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, yeah. The show is full of really good dialogue still. They haven't lost a beat with that. Uh, then Clint manages to get Raylan's hotel room number and calls up and Willa arrives just in time to answer. And he, I think what happens here is Clem's like, ah, your father called me to to come babysit mm. you or whatever, and she buys it. What is the significance of showing Willa's phone at three percent? Is this like an, is this Chekhov's battery cage where it shows <laughs> sure. that she? There's like there's, first of all, there's a meme about the internet that's like, why is it every time a girl takes a screenshot of her phone that her battery's at critical red? Like that, that like maybe that the they're not uh, stereotypically as diligent about I don't know charging batteries like men are, but like is <laughs> okay. this just showing that she's kind of careless about it because it's middle of the day she's plugging this shit in and that's going to mm-hmm. be significant later on because I. I I don't know why they wanted us to make sure that midday she's she's got she's bingo on battery. I don't know why the battery is so low. I don't think it amounts to anything because it's charging the entire time that they're down in the restaurant and then uh, not on this episode, but it's going to be like the fact that she doesn't later, charge yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, they could be setting it up for like, hey, this girl does not pay attention to her battery life. <laughs> Right, and but it's here like, it doesn't really matter. Raylan's uh, gonna get yet. kidnapped, and Raylan's gonna try to track her, and her phone's dead. Something like that. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's gonna pay Could off be. somehow, I think. Uh, so over at Sweeties, Wendell tells Raylan all about uh, Sweeties' musical and criminal career, and they ask Sweetie about Sandy. He says uh, she's probably looking to toss a gun, and proceeds to display his variety of very legal, very registered firearms. Uh, Carolyn arrives to protect her client, tells them to get a search warrant if they want to do any more questions or snooping. And when the cops leave, Carolyn and Sweetie talk about Clem being back. He's apparently blackmailing Carolyn into working as his lawyer with what he knows about Sweetie. And this is all, this is making me think, okay, why does Carolyn care so much about Sweetie? What is the connection here? Which we just don't know yet. Big, big history. Mm -hmm. Going back a long ways. Uh, do you, yeah. you recognize the song George Clinton's uh, no Atomic Dog I am not a funk fan I gotta say it's uh, Snoop Dogg sampled on a What's My Name it's the one that goes bow wow wow yippee yo uh. yippee yay bow wow you know that one okay I'm familiar with that yeah 
Yeah, you did as soon as soon as you get to the the I guess the main hook, you'd, you'd inst- it's instantly recognizable because of the the Snoop Dogg of everything. Totally, but, uh, it's funky. He could have been on that album. Oh my god, or even that track. Mm, got a whole other life if you hadn't been busted. With the what the hell is a Z? Is that a Benzo? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but like I, I like that they really made a meal of the scene. But I love that Sweetie's like it, it's a, it's always good to see a, a guy who knows his right shine on a police officer like mm-hmm. him parading those three pieces around. It's like if you if you're not here about one of these legally owned and registered pieces, then I'm gonna have to call my lawyer. I um, think it's a little it's a little iffy for this guy to be reaching under the counter to grab an implied gun. It, it there's a certain amount of danger there. Uh, he could have started maybe with the one that's behind the bar and kind of up in their side of their line of sight. Yeah, sure. I don't know that uh, that seems like a pretty devil may care attitude if you are handling guns like that around police officers. But on the other hand, it's your it's your fucking business establishment. You got a permit for them, all of them. Then sure, no, you should be well within your rights to do it. But uh, but yeah, and, and Wendell kind of knows do? this guy, right? So they, yeah. they have a relationship of some kind. Yeah, that's true. That also makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so he's probably not that worried about it. Um, we we get to know a little bit about uh, Apophis, which is the serpent god of chaos, chaos rather. Um, which he—that's how he's describing Clem. Yeah, the guy who just wants to kill the light. He's mm-hmm. a Joker type. He just wants to watch the world burn. Seems like it. I also like how Carolyn comes back with like, well, as far as I know, Clem's been in town for a couple days and the sun's still rising. So the immortal words of raw, fuck them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Raylan calls Willa, but she doesn't answer her phone. And so when he gets back to the hotel, he finds her phone sitting there and a note next to it, presumably saying, Hey, I'm down in the dining room. So he goes down there, finds Willa with Clem and Clem is acting He's acting all coy like he's a buddy of Raylan's and he everybody knows the game except for Willa here and then he gets vaguely threatening with Raylan um, and his daughter specifically and Raylan snatches him up tosses him out the front door beats his ass beats his face tells him that he'll kill him the next time he's if, if he ever sees him with his daughter again yeah uh, the way Raylan's the face with- changed when uh-huh. he put his arm around Willa was yep. like a great classic moment. And it's one of those things where like again, I think this is Raylan being stupid because he's got the way I interpret this is he's got Clem on an open and shut case of like menacing, you know, like this is highly inappropriate. And instead of like just busting him on what it, and they, you know, they got his, they, they got a lot more evidence now they got his, so just like busting him then and there for that. He mm-hmm. gets goaded into a fight. And now, like, I feel like he's lets Clem go because he knows that the vicious beating he just gave him would make anything that he tries to do not stick. But yeah, Raylan did sure. that. And mm-hmm. maybe Clem's smart enough to know that, like, you know, because, like, you, you got to think that Carolyn's told him about Raylan because she knows about Raylan because she did a bunch of research on these six cases and his, like, uh, overzealous police work. And he's so smart. I wonder if he knew if I go over there and fuck with him he's gonna start swinging on me and on the day that his lawyer warned him to stay away from me this is gonna back him to fuck off yeah could be um or put him in legal hot water himself right turn it around on him that way yeah 
because yeah. uh, he definitely got in legal hot water from time to time and justified. Oh, for sure. Especially in that late, the later parts of justified. So, but Clem's also out of his mind if he thinks this is going to back Raylan anywhere off. Right. Right. And like, also, right, like, I hate to bear. tell the bad guys, the worst thing that can happen to you is Raylan losing his badge because he's just going to uh-huh. kill you. <laughs> And he'll probably go to jail, but he won't like, yeah, once let Raylan loses his badge, then he gets mm-hmm. really scary. Yeah. Uh, no, it, I mean, regardless of what Carolyn has told him about Raylan, I still think this is another case of him stepping into a situation he doesn't quite understand. Oh, for sure. He's underestimating the He does not get fuck. Raylan. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks he's just another chump, right? That he can bully and manipulate and coerce mm-hmm. and get one over on no he's super eh. arrogant yeah we'll see how that works out for him why do you think Willa cries yeah Willa sees him beat Clem and starts crying uh, that was a question I had is it is she sorry for not listening and getting into a situation that could have been very bad for all of them or perhaps she's scared of watching her father beat somebody uh, so viciously I think the way she took the shotgun blast in the first episode in stride, like completely unfazed, makes me think mm-hmm. the latter theory is not like the fact that she's traumatized by seeing Raylan do violence. Yeah, I think it's the former that that like, oh, my God, I was being. Uh, I was I was fucking around with my dad and not picking up the signals and thinking I was the coolest person in the room and now this has happened. Mm-hmm. It's because and I could have died. This is my fault. I, I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I was living the carefree fifteen year old civilian life when I should have been listening to my dad and living the constantly in hot water cop life. Uh, I did love the shot where they like glued a, gro- uh, a GoPro to the inside of the revolving door so that you got <laughs> Raylan shoving the guy's face. face in from the door's perspective as it spins around. That's, that's uh-huh. a really, that's a, that's a, whoever came up with that shot, great fucking idea. Because mm-hmm. I imagine it's cheap to pull off and it, it was really arresting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where we go from here. That's the end of the episode. Um, I'm curious to see if there will be some repercussions for beating Clem in the street here. There was no one around to see it, but who knows? There certainly will. And we saw the railing was kind of looking. I think that you're going to see some CCTV. That swanky yeah. hotel's got some cameras. and You would uh, think so. Detroit in general is probably just... And again, I think Raylan has him dead to rights and a lot of hot water, but him beating... Like, and not just like he went really far with it too. Mm-hmm. Like He beat the piss out of Clem uh, that's just not gonna with with his history that's just not gonna play yeah that's uh, it well I will solicit some feedback we did get a smattering but since this is a surprise double episode we're not gonna have time to record it today because we gotta get off the Oppenheimer uh, mm-hmm. we are collecting feedback justified at baldmove.com I did get a smattering uh, so we'll have some to next week for sure if you'd like to give our thoughts on these two episodes justified at baldmove.com uh, very excited to be back Thrilled with the way things are going so far. Eight more episodes. See how many of these checkoffs, various nouns actually go off before <laughs> episode 10. But uh, thanks for listening with us. You can follow uh, along with everything we do at uh, your favorite social media. We're on almost all of them at Bald Move, except for TikTok. We're Baldest Move there. Uh, and if you'd like to support what we're doing, if you've been through us for a couple seasons, uh, been listening for a few years, and you want to get ad free feeds and a bunch more content. 
that uh, we keep gated behind the club, join the club at support.baldmove.com. We could use your support. Uh, that'll do it. Justify to baldmove.com for feedback. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. Later.